Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. This is Rich Hardian, and welcome back to Illinois Family Spotlight. We have joining us three homeschool ladies who are telling it from their point of view on what homeschooling has been like. And we're moving into the segment where we're going to talk about myths of homeschoolers. We've all heard them. Um, In fact, I know that uh, these ladies have probably had many good laughs about the myths of homeschoolers. (laughs) And so, ladies, let's talk about how antisocial and not socialized (laughs) the three of you are. (laughs) Well, I mean, hate to break it to you, but uh, we kind of are very socialized. (laughs) We have plenty of opportunities to um, interact with the public. I guess what people are so scared about is that we are not associating with other peers because when you are going to public school, you are going to class with everybody else that is your age. And with um, homeschooling families, usually the ages vary from, for, for instance, in our family, from like 20 years old to 15 months so that's a pretty wide age range and so when i think people think that um homeschoolers aren't socialized they mean they can't interact with their peers but rather they have people way older than them people way younger than them and so they can't interact normally but i've found this to be not true in the least and um i'm pretty sure almost all homeschooling fathers can testify to the fact that when you have a teenage daughter with a bunch (laughs) of her friends it is impossible to uh disconnect them unless you are literally driving from the parking lot and honking the horn at them so jenna (laughs) that sounds like it's happened which which we've done almost every sunday when it's nice outside i can neither (laughs) confirm nor deny (laughs) i can confirm (laughs) so so um so it's not just your family, but it's also your friends at church. And, then and I also want to clarify, I do have friends my age. I mean, Kenna and Eliana can testify to this. They are <laughs> I mean, friends and they are around my age. It's true. That's right. But you also have an 86-year-old piano teacher who you consider a good friend yes. too. Isn't that awesome? And mm-hmm. I, I, another great um, part of homeschooling is I am best friends with my siblings. Oh, I don't yeah. know how so many. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what board game we're playing. Yes, right. <laughs> but I, I can't tell you how many times that I'd talk. I'd be talking with somebody and I'd say something to the fact where, oh, yeah, my my brother and I do this or this. And they'd be looking at me and they're going, why would you do anything with your brother? <laughs> we, yeah, or, we, get, we get similar You know comments. how friends. This is Kenna. Yeah. <laughs> Friends I have, you know, who been more public schooled, they generally badmouth their siblings a lot. Yeah. True. It's so true. And the parents. And this is Eliana. From our public school friends and just it, the whole. Family dynamics? Family. Di- well, I guess the whole country as a whole, the nation, there's yeah. there's a lack of respect for parents and for authority within our age group, especially. And so. The differences between, say, my homeschool friends and my public school friends is is pretty big in the way that they talk about their family and their parents. and Just authority in general. Yes, their parents are their authority. and um, But they don't see them as that way. Yes, exactly. And, and the public schoolers see them more as a bother or somebody who's trying to keep them from doing what 
they want to do or fun or I think that's such an important point Eliana that you're, you're bringing up you know first Corinthians 1533 says bad company corrupts good character yep. and we see that that's predominantly learned attitudes towards their parents by other peers in their public school mm -hmm. classrooms mm -hmm. is to disrespect authority that's not something that a parent is going to teach their children in their homeschool is it no, no. We're going to teach them. What, what is the fifth commandment, Jenna? Honor thy father and thy mother. That's right. So, right? So? Yes. So that it may be well with you. That's right. And what's the promise? Long, that you may live long. The, yes. The there you go. See, the girls knew it. One good thing, too, about homeschool socialization is you're not learning to just socialize and interact with your peers. You're learning how to have meaningful conversations and to socialize with people from all age groups to be able to uphold a conversation with an adult and yet be able to play with some little kids too sure. at church or whatever. I uh, think and, and not being age segregated is important too. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, that is a very good point. And, I, and let me speak to socialization as yeah. someone who was public, uh, who was schooled publicly. You and publicly. I both, brother. I mean, it was horrible. My experience from a public school is kids were mean to each other and the oh, yeah. teachers and there were, there were many I mean there were many good teachers but there were also many teachers who were mean to the kids. Yeah. And so like if I had to rate it, the public school socialization that I had it would be very subpar. Yes there was socialization but it was hard. And because I, these kids weren't taught how to act. None right, of you exactly. were taught how to act. They're just no, thrown they into System. They weren't, and they're they're thrown into a classroom with sixteen to twenty five others, and can pretty much do what they want. And that's kind of like where the theory of Darwinism comes in. You know, the strongest <laughs> will survive in that type of climate. <laughs> yes. Generally, the ones who are meaner too, who have the bigger influence, I would say. Exactly. Yeah, and then the other ones are left going to therapy for the next twenty years. Yep. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's 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 move on to another myth, and this one I totally love because I I, I know what you ladies are into, and so Eliana, I'm going to address this to you. Um, so, uh, public school myth number two is there's just not enough opportunities for uh, homeschoolers to get involved in, and you're basically just stuck at home all the time. So, would would you just speak to that, and then maybe share some of the different things that you're involved in and and so as she does that if you're listening just know that your child is going to have a lot of opportunities as a new homeschooler uh, to get out and to get out into this world and do some pretty amazing things that the public schools are restricting them from doing that is that is very true I love to do about basically everything that <laughs> there is to do and so being homeschooled, I've gotten the opportunity to do so many different things. Uh, some examples are I play guitar and I sing and I, I get to lead worship in my youth group, which has been such an amazing experience. And I feel like as a homeschooler, it's, it's, a, it's easier for me to use the gifts that God has given me. Uh, in that a, is a very good point. We're going to come back mm -hmm. to that, David, about the gifts that God gives each one of us in Exactly, in a, yep. in a climate that nurtures them instead of squashes them into their own little fit stereotype. Uh, some other things is uh, sports, for example. I have friends all the time tell me how 
you know, I don't get to do sports because I'm homeschooled. And so I don't really have those opportunities, but I found that to be the opposite in many areas. For example, I, I do karate and I love it and I've been doing it for many years and it, it's a great experience for me. We're going to have to ask you to do security at our next event, <laughs> Eliana. I feel like Ellie would be up for that challenge. Do you have yeah. a, any color belt yet? That um, we, I mean, is that some karate does? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I wish. We, we use both staffs. But oh, um, nice. in my karate school, so right now I'm a brown belt with two black stripes, and I'm testing for my first degree black belt this June coming Excellent. up. Excellent. That's well awesome. Done. That's great dangerous too smart and dangerous right <laughs> right so, so you you have these opportunities and you're also learning a new language mm -hmm. right and you mentioned leading worship but you're also on the church worship team mm -hmm. what do you do tuesday nights gavel club oh yes on or Tuesday swing club <laughs> okay so there's gavel club can i you uh Talk to everybody or tell everybody what you do Tuesday nights. Okay, well, Tuesday nights we alternate between gavel club and swing club because the family that puts it on alternates I have a every other week. What's a gavel club? You I don't beat know me what to it. <laughs> um, um, I was going to I know explain. what swing is. But, uh, what? Um, gavel club. It's like a speech group. It's a Toastmasters. Oh. It's like a junior Toastmasters Christian family gavel club situation. Right. So, Very yeah, cool. we get to do speeches, you know, have different positions in the group actually last night i was the um ah counter so whenever somebody says an um today i'm like ah there's one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and give speeches you know and we also get to learn how to listen to other people giving speeches sure. which is cool to sit quietly and and smile and nod oh absolutely <laughs> <too>. <laughs> and improv too the to other improv. yeah so we do gavel and then Every other week, we also get to do swing club, which <laughs> which is a lot of fun where we get to socialize with peers our age. Learn, and learn how, how to have conversations, dance. too. And learn how to swing dance, which yes. uh, is coordination, right? Yeah, oh, At totally. least for me, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it requires coordination. It requires. You have to learn it. Trying That's, to so fit, like, three beats into a song that oh, yeah. does not have. So, so when I was dating my bride, before she was my bride, we were doing country line dancing. Oh, that's And it awesome. does take a little while to get coordinated. I'll yeah, line that. dancing is, or, we, yeah, we, we do line dancing sometimes too. Yeah, it's swing, we, we call it swing club, but we occasionally will do different dances too. And so we also get to do some line dances, which have been really fun. They're fun, yeah. Yeah, lots it's of coordination fun. though. You're right about that. Yep, yep. So, um, and, there's, and there's not just that as well. Like, can I, you participated <laughs> And there's not just that as well. Like, Kenna, you participated and also just received an award for what? Oh, right, the Stars and Stripes Award, which is like American Heritage Girls, which is like a faith-based version of Girl Scouts is how I like a to describe Christian it. Christian-based. Yeah, and, and so. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been really cool. You know, it, it joining programs like that, they allow you to learn responsibility and also just about other topics, you know, because you learn how to take care of like a house and you learn how to shoot which is fun and, and, tie, and tie square knots right i have forgotten how to tie square knots but you know what? i learned it from her you did learn it once right okay. i did learn it once right so there's american heritage girls that is a faith-based scouting club for girls and there's also trail life usa which is a faith-based uh scouting club or outdoor adventure club for boys and right. so I think, David, we ought to put some links maybe in the footer 
or in, in, the, in the comment section underneath this for HSLDA, because we do recommend that if Absolutely. you're going to homeschool, Hell's that you join done. that. Yep. Um, you need the, the legal protection. They do a wonderful job. And um, also their courses have really just completely shaped my writing career. I, I watched my sister take one. It seemed difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it was difficult. And I think another thing about homeschooling is a lot of people see it as maybe we we have it easy or I have I've had people say to me hey if I was homeschooled I would just not do my school we I'm like someone quiz us on math yeah once. we've had people quiz us on math I'm like that's that's not how it works but I have found for example I took an HSLDA writing class and that was far more difficult than a lot of the other things I've done and I had people being like this is just as hard as a regular college class that I would take. And yeah. right. Okay, well, now you're getting into <laughs> myth number three. Oops. So why don't we leave myth number two? Because I think everyone can hear that there is just opportunities yeah, galore. Yeah, I, I also want to put one more thing in Please, there. Um, not only are you able to do extracurricular activities when you're homeschooled, like what Ken and Aliana were sharing, but you also get to do jobs that you are available for, for example, my siblings and I, we do a lot of garden work and pet sitting for our neighbors. And we are chosen from among all of the other neighbors because um, you're we're not available. In <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, it's true. We're able to take care of them, we're able to work with them in their gardens. And so. But one of our neighbors happens to be a master gardener. Yep. And how much of you and your siblings learned from her? She has become. Um, another one of our teachers. That's right. And we've learned so much about um, all of the great things that you learn in textbooks, but we got to learn it um, when we're on our hands and knees with our hands in the dirt. That's right. Oh, I love mm -hmm. that. I do love that. Thank you for sharing that, Jenna. And I love that homeschool classes just tend to be more interactive and like hands-on in general. Exactly. Also, business opportunities for yes. somebody who is homeschooled are amazing. So in our neighborhood, all of my siblings and I, we've set up different things. And so, for example, I teach music lessons in my neighborhood. I, you know, Like I mentioned previously, I, I homeschool a kid in my neighborhood. Um, I walk dogs sometimes. And it's just because I'm available during the day, I'm who people tend to hire because I'm there and I'm available and I'm ready. And it's such a great experience. And running your own business, too, which is good life skills. And, and, that's, that's, and that's part of homeschooling. Kenna, you have a business and you've had one for how many years? Isn't that what education is all about? It Rich, is. preparing them to be productive members of society? Absolutely. So as homeschoolers, Absolutely. we got more money in the account. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I think people tend to hire homeschoolers more in general too because they know homeschoolers tend to have more respect for authority and are able to follow through on all the instructions. Right. More They'll, responsible. Right. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, go, let's go to the next yeah. uh, question. So the, the next question is often, and we've heard this, and uh, people have said this to us as we've homeschooled our kids. Um, homeschoolers don't really get an education. There's, there's no real academia or, or real schooling going on. So, like, I can say as a homeschooled dad, we've heard – public school teachers literally tell us this and we've also heard other families say things of this nature so um jenna how would you like to start with that question that's false <laughs> <laughs> um for, so for example uh we've brought up hslda courses multiple times and like eliana said that they are incredibly hard courses they are um, courses you would be taking in college and um that is available 
for our education. And let me just ask you, Jenna, does that concern you at all that you're being challenged with difficult academic rigors? It was overwhelming at first because you you jump into this course and you are... You jump in the deep end of the pool. Yes. That's right. And you've got to learn to doggy paddle or drown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... We're also getting that type of... And in retrospect, was it worth it? It was completely worth it. I've, I've never um, had the writing skills I have now after those two courses. So you're saying courses. you grew, you learned, yes, it, you matured. Yes, Amen. I did. And, that, and that's just a class that's available through HSLBA. Yeah, it's just one of the many options. And can I, how about just the basic homeschool lessons that you've learned, whether it's, uh, and we've mentioned Saxon math before, which is one, uh, one option for doing math. How, how do you look at the curriculum that you've learned? And, and the reason I'm asking you that question is because you've taken a few classes now at a college level. And so the question would be is, has the homeschool classes you've taken, have they adequately prepared you for these college classes? Yeah, they've prepared me for these college classes. The curriculum, it covers what I need to know. And so when I hop into these classes, I'm prepared to succeed if that makes any sense yep. it does Perfect. yep you're not lacking anything right right i mean physics was horrible but no that's just my opinion <laughs> i hey, should listen say we, that. we all just have kidding. our strong subjects <laughs> and all of us have our weak subjects yeah and i mean we have a friend who you know is able to help us with math related and physics related questions too so i mean this past year our friend has actually gone over some math with us this year and we had he was uh, homeschooled uh, yeah a homeschool friend who's he's in he's in college but he taught us math this year and i think it's pretty cool that somebody who's in college can who has been homeschooled can teach other kids that are very close to his own age well i'm, I'm hearing sort of a trend here that there's a lot of cooperation within the homeschool community and uh, Ellie, you've just mentioned two things. One, you're actually homeschooling someone else's young child. Mm -hmm. And you've also benefited from a graduate of homeschool. Who's tutored you. Who's tutored you. <laughs> Would you say that that has been your experience overall, that the community at large has been more than willing to help each, help you? For sure. And it's, it's not only the homeschooling community that you are going to be a part of. You're going to find that you are... Um, more connected to your actual community, your local community. You are going to be able to get to know your neighbors more. You're going to be able to participate in more town, whatever, activities or things like that. And even politics, That's, right, Kenna? Oh, totally. D did you happen to run for something this past year or something? Well, I, mean, I, I had the opportunity to run for precinct committee woman in my area, and... That's an opportunity I wouldn't really have had if I was in school. That's right. So you are now an elected official within the Republican Party of Illinois, whatever that may mean. But <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a good Christian conservative representative in your township working to make things better in Illinois. And if that's not involved in your community, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's fantastic. So congratulations on that, Kenna. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, you know, part of the idea of one of these myths of lack of education or lack of academia is the idea that homeschoolers won't be able to get into college. Right. And so we talked a, a little bit. We touched on that briefly in the, in the first segment, but let's get a little bit deeper into that. 
Um, have any of you three ladies, while in high school, taken any college classes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so all three of you have taken them. Was there yeah. was it hard to get into these college classes? Not, Not in the least. <laughs> okay. And so what's your experience about the amount of mail that you're receiving from colleges around the country and in terms of saying, Hey, come to this college? Ellie? Well, we get a lot, actually, a lot of uh, mail about different colleges and um, asking us to come and do different like shadowing at a college or looking at a college college visits I'd say that we probably get maybe three or four a week would you say like three or That's four probably a week fair. Mm -hmm. just for you three or four yeah just for me three or four so, so they're competing for you yeah look at you go you're so popular <laughs> go L all right so we can be assured that colleges are searching out for homeschoolers. Kenna, you've taken some classes in college, is that correct? Yeah, I've taken about four or five classes through Liberty University. And how have you done in these college classes? I've gotten an A in each one, so 4.0, yay. <laughs> okay, so essentially your homeschooling has prepared you for college level Totally, classes. totally. Okay. Are you taking like simple PE classes through Liberty or, or are these harder <laughs> no, ones? No, no, these are harder ones like economics and physics. Basket and weaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. No, that's not one of them. <laughs> Lesbian dance theory? Oh, <laughs> Okay, so you're taking physics classes. You're taking hard classes that people are probably failing out of. And so homeschooling has prepared you for this. And so I think for, our, for those listening today and who are considering homeschool and exiting um, public schools, which we encourage you to look at, um, know that when you take on homeschooling, uh, for your family and for your children, your kids are going to be prepared and they are going to do well in college and they are also going to be searched out. David? Absolutely. And then I want to take it one step further than that. Um, the whole purpose of home education K through 12 is to prepare them for life, to be productive members of society. And so I want to ask the girls a couple of questions here. Uh, number one, because you have been brought up Christian home educated, um, you know the Bible. You know what the Lord has has put in his word as far as his commands and his precepts. Mm -hmm. You know what he wants the world to look like. Now, I know that you would agree with me. We're far from that, right? As a culture, as a yeah. society, right? So as you're looking forward and you are prepared, um, what is your outlook of your adulthood and your raising of a family in the future um who wants to go first jenna so how is your what's your outlook for the future um in this babylonian culture jenna um kill the dragon get the girl <laughs> which is it's the whole it's the whole story of the bible where jesus comes he kills satan and he takes the church he rescues his people so that is what we as Christians are supposed to do. We're supposed to build the kingdom. And that means slaying serpents. And that means being a culture warrior. So speaking out about um, the issues of You're the day. You're not my daughter, are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been... That might have been a proud father moment, actually. Okay, no, I, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, you know, it no, wasn't. You, you, so, you, you sound like you were raised in my home. So anyway, um, it, Revelation 12:17 says... 
And the dragon was enraged with the woman. What, who was the woman, Jenna? It's Mary. Mary, Jesus' mother. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. A.K.A.? The church, yeah. right? So are we at war? Yeah, whether we uh, say it or not, and whether we have a sword in hand or not, we there's there are no rusty swords, as That's the right. saying goes. <laughs> so either if, if you're saying that you don't belong on the battlefield, you are on the battlefield. Like so. it or not. That's right. So mm-hmm. now my question was about perspective. Yes. You're a happy warrior. Yes. We're going to win in the end. Amen. So there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no negativity about that. Yeah, it, it's going to look bleak, but um, there's always a silver lining in the cloud, and we have the greatest silver lining of all, which is we win. God Amen. wins. True, Amen. and we know it's going to get hard, and the Bible literally says that there's going to be times of trial and hardship, and we're fortunate in America that the law has not changed yet to... You and know. we still have political tools, right? That's yeah, why you're yeah, a precinct actually. committeeman <laughs> yeah. or woman. <laughs> <laughs> and and we know that we can endure through the hardships by looking to... Um, by what, keeping your eyes on Jesus. By keeping your eyes on mm-hmm. Jesus and then looking to the you know end where we know we are going to end up winning. I mean, you know, the Bible verse, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, That's despising right. its shame. I mean, we didn't do anything nearly as hard. Right. But... Good point. And he did that for us. So right. we should be um, serving him out of gratitude. And willing to lay mm-hmm. down our lives. Yep. Exactly. Most exactly. What about you, Aliana? And it, I think it's also important to note that it's going to get harder as we get as we get older. It's gonna the, the world likes to pressure us to conform to what they believe in. Especially women. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and so and we've been we've we've grown up to be, to be free thinkers and to to believe the things we have and to see the world through a biblical lens and it gets it's it gets tiring it gets exhausting to constantly have the world be telling you that everything you're doing is wrong and and um that what what you're doing is is just not right and and so it's sort of confirmation that you're doing it right like exactly all, the so world true. consistently asking you to do things that you know are not right is confirmation mm-hmm. of the battle that you're in right? jesus said that they will hate you for my sake so if exactly. we're following him and they're hating us but um, you're on the wrong then side of history yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. oh Shame. that all depends on dis- perspective doesn't it that's true i mean <laughs> is your history according to the bible because if not then in a world that you're wrong so, so let me history? ask you let me start with you kenna are you excited, concerned, hopeful, frightened about your future? Well, <laughs> I just graduated high school. I am, you know, a little nervous about going into the future because, you know, it's harder to grow up and kind of step away from sure. your house yep. and stuff. But looking into, like, the future future, I would say I'm somewhat, I guess, excited maybe Excellent. about, you know, having to... I don't know if it's wrong to be excited about having to like stand up for the gospel more, but it's going to definitely be a test of faith. And I'm hoping, you know, that I can rely on God and just be able to stand up for the truth and for what the scriptures say and be able to honor him and glorify him. Amen. Do you plan on homeschooling your children? Oh, indubitably. Yes. All right. Um, Eliana, 
Are you excited, concerned, hopeful, frightened about the future? I'd say a little bit of everything. Okay. It, it's hard to know exactly what to expect, but I do know for a fact it's not going to be exactly what I expect. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I guess There's I say... There's going to be curveballs? Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit of everything. And uh, part of what homeschooling does is it, it, for, it, it raises warriors, and warriors for the kingdom of God, and which is really our purpose on this earth. And so um, everything else aside um academics socializing all of the other stuff we talked about yeah. the fact that we've been built up to to see the world through a biblical lens and to to um to further the kingdom of god is that's enough it, it for um i guess i'd say a plug for homeschooling Amen. Is, are you going to homeschool your kids for sure for sure if if i do end up having kids then i i believe that i'll homeschool them it, it's hard for me to see how somebody knowing everything we know would not homeschool their kids seeing the way that kids are taught today in schools for for me i i feel like to not homeschool your kids you would either have to not know or not care so it would be parental malpractice yep yes so you saw what they're teaching in public schools right it's horrible so you see the sweet abundant fruit of homeschooling Yes. It's not perfect. Nobody's going to claim. No one here is going to claim that you will get the perfect education. Absolutely. You're not going to get the perfect child. And yeah, every, <laughs> nothing on earth is perfect. So. <laughs> All right. All right, Jenna, same question to you. Are you excited, concerned, hopeful, frightened about the future? So looking at it from like a five foot perspective. Five so, foot? Yeah. Hor horizontally. If you're, yes. look, if you're looking at the future from the hor horizontal perspective, it is pretty daunting. You know, thinking of everything that the world is going through right now um, with everybody being deceived and having um, the masks up, everybody um, <laughs> being taught that um, your white skin color is what makes you a bad person. Makes you a racist. And having all of these people taught that um, gender is not what is assigned to you it's yeah. not assigned to you at birth it's whatever you make it up God. to be exactly but going up from a bird's eye view we're going to win so no matter what is going on in the world right now no matter what everybody's pushing no matter what everybody's teaching no matter if they're arresting pastors in canada we're going to win amen so right. there's there's no downside to that we can be secure like there, like there is fear knowledge. there 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 is fear like if you take the bible away from it if you don't have the promises that god says i will never leave you or forsake you 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 are going to be fearful because of all of this this all right exactly. let me give you some quick questions what issue gets you most animated now gets you most worked up start with kenna oh man there's a ton of issues that maybe abortion it makes me so irritated how people don't realize you know they're murdering babies in the it's, womb right so abortion would be number one jenna it is the most pressing issue issue of our time millions of little lights are being snuffed out and god images yes exactly image bearers for the kingdom and yeah so you would agree uh, oh a hundred percent i believe okay, so the yeah. three of you feminists don't agree <laughs> with the feminists <laughs> How dare you assume my worldview? Yeah, why can't we finish? My goodness. And how, how dare you assume their sex? I mean, they... Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Okay. All right. Typical next... white male. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, let me go with another question. I lost, and I go to Kenna. Um, who is your favorite? And this could be local or you know nationally or mm. even international. Who is your favorite uh, Christian leader of the day? And then I want a political leader. Maybe they're the same. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, that's hard. I honestly have no idea. Okay, Jenna. My favorite Christian leader at the moment is Pastor Doug Wilson. I cannot tell you how much I've grown from his wisdom and from his teachings. Um, and and prolific writing. Yes. <laughs> Besides from um, my my courses that I've been taking with the the writing courses, I think I've um, him and Lori Higgins. Right. They've they're the ones who've shaped my writing the most outside of just education itself. Right. And as for a political leader, I'm not sure if you mean elected, but um, right now I really, really am enjoying listening to the Michael Knowles show. So, okay. So he's a political commentator. Yes. Okay. He's, he's the posh pundit. The posh pundit. Yes. He's All the right. posh punny pundit. All right. How about you, Eliana? I think it's really hard to to just talk about one person because there are so many exactly there's so many but i'd say my favorite spiritual leader would be my dad because (laughs) (laughs) well it's true i agree with eliana hey wait a minute rich i didn't know you can get that red I may not even be able to talk right now. <laughs> well, it's just he does such a great job of leading our family in that way. Fantastic. And for I'm a political leader, um, our battle is not of flesh and blood. It's of the principalities and the present darkness. And and so I would say it's very hard to number down one person who I would say would be a great political leader. Right. I'm going to backtrack everything I just said and completely <laughs> concur with Eliana. <laughs> That's called punting. <laughs> well, I agree with everything she said, but she worded it for me. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, that concludes part two of a three-part series with these fantastic, unique, amazing young ladies. And uh, next Tuesday, we will release the next episode. I can't believe that we're actually going into our fifth year of producing these Illinois Family Spotlight podcasts. And uh, I'm so glad to have had Benjamin Smith, my oldest son, editing and producing these great podcasts uh, for most of that time. Before I leave, I want to remind you that uh, on October 29th, we're having our annual banquet. Uh, This year, we're going to have Dr. Erwin Lutzer as our keynote speaker. He is, in my Uh, estimation, uh, Chicago's favorite pastor. And uh, he certainly is a hero of the faith. He's a hero of mine. His most recent book is titled, We Will Not Be Silenced, Responding Courageously to Our Culture's Assault on Christianity. You do not want to miss Dr. Erwin Lutzer and his presentation to our crowd on October 29th for our annual fundraiser. To learn more, go to IllinoisFamily.org, click on events, and you will see all events, including our banquet, listed there. With that said, I say thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. May God bless you. May he smile upon you. May he hold you in his hand as you 
Go forth into the culture, shining the light of Jesus to everyone in your sphere of influence that they can't help but give him glory and honor. God bless you. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.